choo choo choo's music. <laughs> Co-host Pachinetti is still on vacation, so today with me I have two of our dynamic TV rotating commentators and one of our favorite regular guests. Coming to you from across the pond, we have Stephen Maxwell. I'm surrounded by idiots. From Chicago, Illinois, we have Tim Sweska. Hi, I'm one of the idiots. I'm the other one. And today... Coming from the great state of Connecticut, about a two towns over from Pat, we have borrowed Chuck's man card and gave it to her for the day. We have the great Rebecca Toon. I'm not an idiot. I'm just drawn that way. <laughs> Rebecca, you and the internet today. <laughs> and the sip of the tequila at the end of that state. Oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you could have seen that on the radio, it was fantastic. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for having me again. Oh, it's a pleasure. Just with things like that, you know? <laughs> it's always a what is she going to do next type thing. I like to keep you guessing. Yes. But the answer is usually drink, so... <laughs> I can I, I can um, go along with that. I can get on board with that one. What about you, Tim? What would that be? Are you okay with me drinking? I believe is what Dave oh. is asking. <laughs> I Sorry. mean, you are my beer husband. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, well, considering that most people, especially women, have to drink to be around me, uh, yeah, I would have to say I think she probably should. <laughs> Steven, anything to add to this? No. I believe it. I'm surrounded <laughs> by idiots, <laughs> Steven is about to become kind of groundskeeper Willie's type status of the, uh, my first act is elected to the, the head of the Mickey dudes is to kill the whole bloody lot of you. <laughs> You'll pay for this with your children. The whole Sodom and Gomorrah scene here. <laughs> Lousy smart <laughs> And before we go more off the track than we already are, let's have the velvety smoothness that is Pachinetti's voice bring us back. Oh, oh, yeah. Who wants to go on an adventure? I know I do. If you do too, head on over to joffreys.com and get their newest coffee, Artifact Blend. This coffee was inspired by Tiffin's restaurant over at the Animal Kingdom. This coffee has the world's oldest blend of Ethiopian and spicy java beans. It has intense aroma, balanced with fruit and floral notes. Ladies and gentlemen, I went on an adventure this morning and it kept me going all day long. If you're ready for an adventure, head on over to joffreys.com and get their newest coffee, Artifact. Girl, you ever want some Joffrey's? 
Slip on in here, cause you're making me crazy. <laughs> my favorite one. <laughs> oh, that just made my night. <laughs> By the way, you want some resale with that coffee? Some DVC resale? <laughs> you come to the right place. Mm-hmm. Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC resale market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVC Resale Market. Com. Too bad if I, we played Barry White right now, there would be probably a copyright issue. So, <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of music, that's tonight's topic, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight we are going to talk about what our favorite Disney music is, and when I say Disney, I mean Disney on a whole. It could be the Disney parks, which we mostly talk about, but this podcast goes beyond the parks and just talks about the entire Disney conglomerate. So anything from songs and movies to television show themes to uh, parade music, whatever works for you, entire soundtracks, all of it is fair game. So today question i pose to you guys is what is your top three favorite pieces of disney music sound fun sounds fun sounds yep. hard yes it can be quite hard and There's so much out there there is and i have to uh, give uh, credit where credit is due for this one this was a, a topic thought about by our very own tim so tim would you i'm helping tim? Would you like to go first? <laughs> I choo-choo-choose music. <laughs> well, uh, sure. I will absolutely go first. Um, you I'll are a pop sensation. Actually... <laughs> well, I appreciate that. But Timmy and the Lords of the Underworld have kind of fallen off the charts lately. So, Emanette <laughs> Niach. Thank, thank goodness for those royalty checks. <laughs> Uh, Luckily, Taylor Swift is still cranking out songs about you. <laughs> she sings about smelly primates. <laughs> I was just—I was just going to say, when did she sing about a gorilla? <laughs> Don't remember this. But... <laughs> you guys but, need to uh, pay attention to the subtext. <laughs> I would—I uh, would actually go ahead and my—my uh, my first one. I'll go with uh, a song that came from the Disney. Uh, from the Disney True Life, it, uh, well, it actually spawned from the uh, Wonderful World of Disney, and that is the Ballad of Davy Crockett. Ooh, uh, good choice. 
Davy Crockett, uh, as any of you who have followed the show for a while, those of you who have been following for the whole time, man, thanks, you're troopers. <laughs> Why have you hung around this long? But and thank we you anyway. <laughs> yes. Oh. Boy, do we apologize. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but I, to me, I've always liked it because I've Davy Crockett was always one of those larger than life, you know, the, the tall tales. You know, I've I've always been a, a lover of history, so I love the whole Davy Crockett story, how he just became kind of a folklore legend, all the way tying into one of the most significant historical events uh, in American history, the Siege of the Alamo, which uh, the anniversary of the fall of the Alamo is actually coming up here in a couple of days. <clears throat> so rest in peace, Davy. Uh, but it also, uh, because it was such a huge hit, it it spawned what was the first of what we got to see was uh, was known as the Crockett Craze. Uh, kids started wearing coonskin caps. They started buying muskets. Uh, people were listening to the song. I mean, it hit, the Ballad of Davy Crockett spent a good uh, good amount of time on the Billboard charts. Uh, it was it was a legitimate forty five out there. People were going out and buying, and it's. You almost saw uh, that post-World War II uh, Eisenhower growth period where you saw pop culture really emerge in uh, United States uh, mainstream culture. It, so I think it's not only one of my favorite songs, but it was a very significant song. Last week, I went to the hoop de doo review, and there was a family that was dressed up in all-Western attire. Uh, the grandmother was dressed as Jesse, the father was dressed as Buzz, and then they had, like, general cowboys. <coughs> The little boy had the full Davy Crockett attire on. And then afterwards, we met them outside and we uh, went on we went on one of those uh, hayrides that they have afterwards. And the same family was on the hayride with us. And it was just seeing this kid. It was, it was an authentic coonskin cap. They bought it out special for him. And he had he was about eight years old now. He had the costume since he was six. And he's starting to outgrow it, but he just had to wear it to the hoop de doo that night. It was it was awesome. That is just awesome. outstanding. That is fantastic. I love it. Very cool. Fess Parker is the only reason I'll drink sparkling wine. <laughs> because when Davy Crockett makes sparkling wine, you drink Davy Crockett sparkling wine. <laughs> I think that's an excellent choice. Davy Crockett has a soft spot in my heart. I grew up in a town called Honey Grove, Texas. And it was named Honey Grove, Texas, because Davy Crockett was rumored to have spent the night there and said that it was the sweetest town in Texas. And so that's where the name came from. So um, I think your choice is awesome. Very cool. That's, I did not know that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My connection is a family connection because I remember watching Davy Crockett with my grandfather. And my grandfather and I really never had the best of relationships. He was a very hard man to get along with. And while most of the time I remember him, we were constantly butting heads. The one thing I always do remember and with a smile is him always singing me the ballad of Davy Crockett and watching Davy Crockett with him. So it kind of does give me a little soft spot in my heart when I uh, think about him too, because he was a pain in my you-know-what. But I love him. <laughs> Funny enough, there's no really a lot about Davy Crockett across here. <laughs> uh, not really 
a big mega star as he was in America. Uh, obviously with the Alamo, uh, not really taking much of uh, history here. Uh, but yeah, it's a good song. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it any more than that. I would assume that he has a very big following in Disneyland Paris because the French love the whole uh, Wild West, American Wild West thing, the whole Buffalo Bill thing. Their dinner show is designed around that too. Yeah. Well, yes, because I I've believe, don't that, they but... have... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I've not been to the Buffalo Bill show. Uh, I know, obviously, it, is. it really is popular and obviously it was selling out when, when we were there. Uh, what was that? But... That's about 13 years ago since I've been to Paris. But uh, no, it, it really is a popular dinner show. They used to, one of their hotels actually used to be the Crockett Hotel, I believe. Really? In Disneyland Paris? Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Oh, wow. Cool. That might be where subconsciously I was thinking <clears throat> that too. Because back when I was a Disneyland Paris AP holder, I always stayed off site. Couldn't afford their hotels. <laughs> it was easier to actually get an apartment for the weekend in Paris and just commute in. Wow. Yeah. Moving on, Becca, what's your first song? I knew you were going to make me go after Tim. And Tim's answers gonna... are so well thought out. And mine are just like, hey, I like to drink to this music. <laughs> I was going to make you go first because ladies first. But since Tim basically uh, came up with the idea, I figured I'd give him the courtesy. Okay, so well, I you get the second not one. making me go first. Okay. Um, and I'm not joking. I actually picked this third category because I actually do like to drink to it. And it is the theme music from Pirates of the Caribbean, specifically A Pirate's Life for me. Um, I love the music. I love the heartiness. I love the camaraderie. Um, it's sort of like the mood I'm in when I'm out with friends drinking or hanging out or just in the parks and having a good time or even at home having a good time. Um, I love, you know, I know that they're not entirely politically correct, but I love the They are now, out. apparently. <laughs> well, they will be in a couple of weeks. I, I, I just, I love the, the cadence and the music, and I love the reactions that you see on people's faces from the very first chord of the music. I think it's fun. Um, a lot of times it's the reason I get, you know, on the boat for pirates. Um, it's just to hear the music. So, um, and and you know, it's something you know when we have summers here in Connecticut and we've got the fire pit going and we've got friends over and you know that's that's something we burst into song with because no matter where you're from, even if you don't have a specific Disney affiliation, most people know that song. Um, so that's one that you know I sort of that's my as I call it my my drinking song my partying song my pirate song so that 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 whole sort of soundtrack is uh, in my category three. Okay, so normally I would let Stephen and Tim respond first, but you hit you hit on something, and I have to make a confession, ladies and gentlemen. I do not know the song. By right, heart. So you're coming to my fire pit this summer, and I'm going to teach it to you. You know what it is? I have, I can sing from memory a whole bunch of Disney songs, and I've been on Pirates. I mean, I, I wrote it for Give Kids the World. I, I wrote it over 14 times in a day. 
there's just something I don't know what it is I, I mean I, I know the song I can sing along with the song while I'm on the ride but for some reason the song just does not stick with the entire lyrics does not stick with me after the ride I can I can I can hum the the melody I know the whole I know I know the song but to ask me to sing it and recall the, the lyrics word for word for some reason, I can't do it. I've never been able to do it. I don't understand what it is, but there's a mental block there, and I can never actually get the. I can never actually sing along and get the words right verbatim. And I would tell you that those are the best drinking songs out there because those are the ones that you don't need to know the nut songs to. Because when you muddle it up and stop singing, somebody else picks it up. And even at the end of the day, if you're singing the wrong lyrics, it's all good. But I'll teach it to you this summer. Okay. That must happen. Gentlemen? Yes. Any comments? Yoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> A pirate's life for me. Woof, woof. Oh, exactly the same words all the way through. Yes, <laughs> but I'm talking about the, 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 the Maraud embezzle hijack that part, you know? <laughs> Drink up but you can be anything. No one's gonna call you, you can on throw it. I know. Anything in you want. I I get the I get the water so. wrong. I know, like they're loved by their mommies and, and dads and all puzzles. that. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just the order of what it comes in. What part? Uh, rascals, scoundrels. <laughs> You're overthinking this, David. <laughs> villains and knaves. Way overthinking. Villains I agree. <laughs> You have to give the boys some room. That's the thing. Honestly. I know they're really bad eggs, but what is it before really bad eggs? <laughs> you have to figure that out on your own. It takes rum. You know, it's the other one that really vexes me that I've been trying to figure out, and I, I can't get to have There should be no vexing. No, there's, there, there's a, another Disney song that has been vexing me that I really want to find out the lyrics to because I want to get this song. I have this song on my running playlist that I actually I actually recorded it next to one of the floats and I can't figure out what they're saying and I can't find the lyrics on uh, the internet. And that's at the end of the Move It, Shake It, Celebrated uh, parade. They have the Vamos song and, it, and, and they're singing about all the attractions in, uh, in, in the Magic Kingdom. And so far, all I got is Aladdin's on a carpet chase. Buzz Lightyear is, is lost in space. Vamos, vamos. It's a small world after all. And then I can't figure that out. And there's okay. something about Gotta Ride the Jungle Cruise. Aside from that, I can't figure out what they're saying. Even having my ear right up to the speakers, I just can't figure it out. And, and I can't find these lyrics anywhere else. And it's just bothering me. There's two problems with that question. One... You're watching the move it, shake it, right? That's right where I was. No, it's Two, like I walk in and it's every time I walk, every time I walk in, it's on its way out because I'm not rope dropping anymore because I have an annual pass. So every time I'm walking in, I always have to go off to the side because it's coming back. It's coming back from its performance, and I'm walking walk up mine. I'm walking Turn up. And walk the other way. Well, I have to get I have to get off the off their retail no. corridor, <laughs> i.e. No. Main Street USA. <laughs> and not for nothing, no. if Mickey Mouse is around, I want to see Mickey Mouse right away. So I'm going to stop anytime I get a chance to see Mickey Mouse. I'm going to stop to see Mickey Mouse. 
I mean, I guess, but move it, shake it? Really? I'm not going to stand there and watch the entire... Unless Mickey's banning a highlight card (laughs) on Main Street USA, I'm not stopping to see him. No, the thing is this. I'm not stopping to watch them in the hub. Give me a beer when I'm walking through the the castle. Crying out loud. What is this being run by Presbo Lutherans? (laughs) Well, guys... See, wow, that's the song to Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I believe that's the unknown verse number four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and no, okay. I am not watching Move It, Shake It in the Hub. I'm just, as I'm walking out, walking into the park, it is coming back down Main Street to go back into backstage area until the next performance. But yet you're dying to know the lyrics. Because that Vamos song is quite catchy. I get it. When when you get an earworm, it bugs you. I completely mm-hmm. understand. Oh, I'm I'm disappointed. <laughs> disappointed? There's still no highlight carts on Main Street USA. <laughs> and that's all right, I'm really gonna get you these lyrics. That's thing. where all the kids are. Good luck trying. I have been on numerous websites and they they do not exist at the moment they haven't been published yet and it's i know people i'm gonna get you these do it please i'm gonna and i'm gonna put you out of your misery so that you never have an excuse you know what it's it's like 19 it's like 1970s sesame street what's the name of that song (laughs) that sounds even worse i know people I can put you in your misery, you know? You think I'm joking? I'm not. <laughs> I, I think I think Stephen hit it on the head as far as about putting it out of your misery. I completely agree. <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> anyway, so I says to Mabel, I says. I want to find out what Stephen's favorite song is now, dang it. Yes. I'm going to guess it's not Davy Crockett. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, I'm going to guess Crockett. it's not the Boob It Shake It parade either. <laughs> I kind of threw All that right. one in as my honorable mention. <laughs> Steven, go ahead. One of the ones that, I mean, they produce songs all the time for rides and stuff, you know, and shows, and they put them out there and folk video them and put them on YouTube. And because it's a longer time between my trips, you don't get to see them. So rather than actually seeing them live, you do go onto YouTube and you, you do try and experience it. Uh, but one of the last ones that we did before, I think two trips ago, was when Final Nemo, the musical, was over at Animal Kingdom. And we find the Nemo, you know how it's got lots and lots of songs in it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way that they actually did this and it took the film and brought it into a, a musical. It was unbelievable. Uh, and they were growing up with this song in the big blue world. And oh. I switched it on, on YouTube and I was absolutely amazed at it. And by the end of the, the song, I'd actually seen the, the characters run about on the stage. I was actually crying. You know, it was actually, it was tearing up the fact that this was this song was so so good and it just touched me emotionally that i couldn't wait to actually go and see it and it was another couple of years before i actually got to see 
the, the live stage show. Uh, but having that out there in the first couple of days that it had actually been brought out in the Animal Kingdom, I just broke my heart and I just thought it was a fantastic song. And it's really, really one that touches me. And every time I hear it, I just sort of begin to well up a wee bit. I was disappointed in that answer. No, I'm not. I thought, Are you kidding? That I thought is he was gonna say. Music. I thought he was gonna say fish are friends, not food, because that's like one of the. You great... should have chosen fish are friends, not food instead of movie <laughs> shake. Even the star. Even this. I didn't choose move and shake. It. This. Uh, that was my honorable mention. That I had. Even the starfish at the end of the ride is like, get me out of here. It's a nice song, but it just goes on and on and on. I love it. I think it's an amazing answer. Yeah, I exactly. I mean, the, I thought the music, I think the music for that show is unbelievable. The, you know, the actors are unbelievable. You know, the, you know, the, the vocalists are unbelievable. It's, it's a, it's, you, you get so much entertainment packed into that one small show. And, you know, you're, you're not talking about. Way. Like a lot of people that? don't know about that show. Yeah, sure. it's, it's surprising how many people have well, I've, I've never gone to see. How have you never gone to see that? I mean, for you wait for you, you wait in line for Triceratops spin that you won't wait for this. Good God, morons! Your bus is leaving. <laughs> you really you forget that there's actors on stage, you know. And with that song as well, you, you know, you get you get drawn into it. You know, you forget that there's actors running about with the, the characters on poles and stuff. And you get drawn into that song, and it just—it's. I'm even thinking about the name. I'm beginning to go. <laughs> All right, I'll give it to you. You know what, though, that's really, really that's good. the mark. That's the mark of a great song. Yeah. So you know what, your answer is perfect, and someone is wrong. I like the song too. I'm just—I was just getting excited because I thought he was going to say, "Fish are friends, not food," and then he hit with "Big Blue World," and I was like, "Okay, it's a good song, but." Fish and friends, fish of friends, not food, is so much better. Bruce the shark. Is that and me? you can choose that song. <laughs> Stephen chose his. Do you even freedom, bro? Wait, 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 wait. This is the Mickey dudes. You, how many times have you all called me the tyrant? I, I, I granted, you are earning your nickname. I mean, I well done, say. sir. Well done. <laughs> exactly. I'm just living up to my name. You were the one that made me into this, so I'm just playing the part that I was uh, that I was right, groomed Paul. for. I feel like you've worked like four songs in, and you haven't even given an answer yet. Yeah. So no, you exactly. noticed that, didn't you? I don't know if we should skip you. I don't know what the rules no. are here. Dudes. <laughs> Just sounds like Dave. I lumangeloed it by giving a whole bunch of extra answers in the middle in, in the middle of my actual answer. So my actual answer for this one. And by the way, none of them have been good. <laughs> All right. Well, this one. Uh, hopefully, I can I can uh, redeem myself with this one. The old Disney Walt Disney home videos, right before you actually saw the saw the movie come on, the Disney. Uh, Insignia would come on and you would have the da -da 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 just that little part. I still hear that and that just brings me back to my childhood. It just makes me happy. I think today I'm not sure if they do it on Disney movies now. I know they have the whole Disney animation and Mickey whistling from 
Steamboat Willie, but I don't I don't know if that actually. I think it's an actual newer newer version, CGI version of the castle now that they do it with. But I still hear it, and it just makes me happy. That's I like that. Yeah. Do I don't actually know if they do they? I know I can see the castle, like there's the castle coming in the, you know, the whatever fireworks or something that go over it. But I don't know if they play that music. I think and you, a lot of times they sort of bring it into whatever music they're they're going to do the intro to yeah. the, the film in. I can see the Pixar. I know they do the Pixar with the jumping up and down light. Mm-hmm. And I do have a question about that whole intro with the castle. Am I the only mm-hmm. one when I see that who turns around and says, why did they flood out the hub for the movie? <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> yep. Because as it comes, it comes over left, you see the train in the background and everything. I'm like, okay, that must be Tom Sawyer Island. I'm trying to like see, find like the Tomorrowland Bridge. I'm like, where's the partner statue? It just seems, it just seems wrong to me. I mean, yeah, you are the only one, actually. Oh, thank you too much about it. <laughs> I'm sure someone's going to tweet us and say that they do the same thing. I'm sure that if they do, you should make friends with that person. <laughs> see. You see in the book of in the book of Mousiness, God came to Mickey and said there will be a great flood to get all the uncleanliness out of your park. There are too many Tennesseans with sleeveless t-shirts. I mean, usually that's when I'm trying to very quietly open my candy. So Oh, I'm usually just trying to open the beer I snuck in. Okay, candy wasn't was a you know a code for wine bottle. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, I'm like scraping the bottom with my finger of wow. all my all my sangria fruit right here. <laughs> Isn't You're that at the so beautiful? <laughs> Wait, yeah, did you just honestly say you're bringing sangria in? No, I'm drinking sangria now because we had a party last oh. night, and I'm just finishing oh, okay. up the sangria. Oh my god, oh, what do you? Why do you? Why do you drink like a soccer mom at Disney movies? Because it was just the only thing in the refrigerator. I'm out of beer and I needed alcohol because no, I'm no, dealing no, with no, two no, people. No. No. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, since Dave went ahead and dropped the you people while the rest of us organize a march, um, I will go ahead and give my next song. I appreciate that. Thank you, Tim. My next song, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, is is going to be. Uh, it's I know it's going to be kind of a little bit of a tired song for some people, but to me, I thought it signified kind of a new era for Disney, and that is uh, "You've Got a Friend in Me" by Randy Newman. Awesome. Um, this, you know, the Toy Story franchise has done more for modern Disney animation than so many, you know, so many other projects combined. So many kids identify with Buzz, with Woody, with Jesse. <clears throat> I mean, it's, we, I don't know how many times Toy Story 1, 2, or 3 is quoted in this household on a daily basis. It happens all the time. And I mean, today, I went to the gym. As a 40-year-old man, I had a Buzz Lightyear stocking cap on, dang it. (laughs) And you know what? I had about three people tell me at the store, wow, that's cool. I can't believe you found something like that. (laughs) No, I don't know if they were pointing at me saying, wow, I never realized there were idiots made in your size, but cool. (laughs) I don't care. I rocked it nonetheless. I loved it. But in essence, it just, Toy Story has been 
a huge boom for, uh, you know, it launched Pixar into the stratosphere, their partnership with Disney. And I think you're seeing, I mean, as, as we see with it opening Toy Story Land being opened later this year, what kind of an impact that franchise has had on not only the movies, but Walt Disney's corporation, the parks, everything. It's, it's such a huge deal. And without that quintessential friendship between Buzz and Woody and, you know, Randy Newman, Randy Newman's been, you know, been money for us for a long time. He, uh, you know, he gave us that great song that has kind of stood the test of time for us. choice <laughs> that's one of those ones that can get me uh sort of cheered up very quickly oh yeah oh yeah it can also choke you up sometimes too it's just it's a nice song it's a beautiful song. it is a nice, just... i feel like we're talking about the same thing yeah. yeah yeah i mean i cry i'll admit it i cry a lot <laughs> uh that one the whole toy story series i think my son who is also an andy kind of grew up and we measured time by which Toy Story movie was out. So um, it has long been expected that if and when he ever gets married, that will be our mother, our mother son song is you've got a friend in me. So, and and anyone who says that they didn't cry at the end of Toy Story three, when, you know, Andy's playing with his toys that one final time, don't tell me that's Toy Story three. I felt like was, a oh you're oh you think you're gonna oh you think you're not gonna cry well what about this (laughs) what about this what about this what about this this? they they carpet bombed crying scenes through that entire thing they i mean they went full on bush cheney shock and awe crying feature (laughs) first time i've ever heard the code that honestly (laughs) they did i mean they they went full on it's like we don't care we're gonna get you we don't care. If you're not crying by the end of that movie, you're not alive. <laughs> oh, and it just, I, it's such a great movie. And I mean, I, it was, uh, it was one of those things that was great because my wife and I went to go see it and my mother came along with us. And yes, my mother, especially with the whole Andy growing up, going to college, I don't know how many times I felt an arm come over and a hand come over and grab my arm of, Oh, oh, because <laughs> yes, my mother's the same, same as you, Becca. She cries all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ridiculous. It's not even funny anymore. Yeah, but, but yeah. It, 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 it's a wonderful song, and it's one of those sort of timeless songs. Mm-hmm. Excellent choice. Thank you. I mean, unless Dave wants to point out something in the Move It Shake It Parade that we might like better. <laughs> I'm trying to yeah, think is, if is there's there... any uh, characters from Toy Story in Move It Shaken, and I really can't think of any at the moment. Yeah, so, sure I mean, is, is, there, or... is there an auxiliary song sung by a cast member in the Jam and Jungle Parade, like three put... quarters of the way through, that really trumps this or anything? I mean, no. Can we put but... them in an incinerator, perhaps? No. Like Toy Story 3? <laughs> no. Uh, you Got a Friend in Me is a. Uh, Excellent choice. Steven, what about you? For that, I, I think Randy Newman's fantastic. Uh, obviously, the amount of songs he's done for Disney, 
And I mean, he did Bugs Life as well, you know. But I mean, there's there's loads of songs that, that he's involved in, and everyone's a winner, you know. It's how the guy can churn out song after song, and obviously, you know, you get pop stars that do this these sort of things, but it's iconic, tear jerking, heart wrenching songs that just go along with these these films, and it's it's fantastic. It really is. And obviously the, the animation has got something to do with it as well because it puts the visuals into it. But you're not always thinking about the visuals when you hear the song. And that's really what gets you. Absolutely. Yeah. Becca, what's your next song? My next song. So I haven't I guess I don't particularly do songs. I do soundtracks okay. maybe because the whole Pirates of Caribbean thing was a you know a conglomeration of songs. That's so my next one is sort of similar and I'm going to go full like Disney mom panel on you really quickly because um, my second category is the soundtrack and the show for Tarzan, um, which is no longer in Animal Kingdom, but was in Animal Kingdom for a time and specifically Phil Collins, you'll be in my heart. Um, I was taking my kids uh, to Disney when this was sort of at its height of popularity in the show, which was such a non sequitur to the actual movie. I mean, there were people like rollerblading and I'm like, I don't remember rollerblading people in Tarzan, but maybe, but there, it was just such a weird show, but somehow it worked. And uh, my daughter was very young at the time. And I remember going in and we ended up, we were kind of ahead at the front of the line and we sat very sort of front and center and there was this uh reserved bench right in front of us that they actually brought in some of the new disney security people that were training for security guards and they sat on the bench right in front of me my daughter happened to be terrified of the characters at the time she would see them and just burst into tears and so we sort of sat there and we kind of leaned forward and said we just want to let you know we may be exiting quickly because she really doesn't like characters and i don't know what to expect from the show and there was a security guard that was sitting in front of us and she's like oh she's like well let me see if i can get her to you know sort of be comfortable with them and being a really young and stupid mom I just handed my child over to this person and let her sit in her lap through the whole show. And um, it was the first time, uh, I don't know if you remember the Tarzan movie, but the character Turk, um, Turk like came over to the, the bench where they were sitting and were interacting with the security guards and my daughter who happened to see them and uh, sit with them and she latched on to either ear of Turk and just kissed him for ages and wouldn't let go. And it was just really, it was a really sweet sort of Disney moment. And the Phil Collins song, You'll Be In My Heart is sort of my son and I's um, sort of our, our song for each other. You know, we grew, you know, he grew up and I was a single mom for some time and he, um, he and I would have these moments where we would just kind of look at each other and be like, it's going to be fine. We're fine. And when he moved out, you know, he told me, he said, it doesn't matter what happens. You'll always be in my heart. And that's sort of our song. And he was very young and impressionable at the time that the, the movie came out and the song was popular and he enjoyed the song and we would turn it up on radio Disney and sing it along. And it's just one of those moments that sort of works its way into your uh, sentimentality and your memories. And it's one of those things that you file away for when you're 
sad or happy or whatever emotion you're feeling. And every time the song comes on, I remember my children at that young age and how much Disney played a part in who they are and the amazing people that they have become. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the time that we've spent in the parks and the movies and the music. And it's just one of those, like um, Steven said, it's just one of those that just gets you. And um, every time you hear it, you kind of get emotional. That shows how Disney has the power to transcend. Absolutely. And a lot of people, like even the movie now, you know, a lot of it was kind of one of that came and went kind of like a bug's life, I think, that Stephen mentioned a while ago. And a lot of new children to Disney don't know it or haven't seen it or wouldn't recognize it, but it's one that's remained a classic in our own family. And by the way, if you're in the parks and seeing he's really hot. I think he actually stopped meeting because uh, he was being groped. Yeah, I'm not surprised. That, by the way, that wasn't me. But I'm not <laughs> I was going to say that. Rebecca, number one suspect. I'm not patient zero. <laughs> but that show, was that a stunt show? Um, no. It was no, a just weird a show. I just, it was weird. I remember, I remember seeing... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Stephen. He swang along in his vines and stuff like that, but it wasn't really a stunt show so much. Did they have it in Paris, too? Because I, I remember seeing it, but I, I really feel like it, was some, like it was before I was actually going to Walt Disney World because I think the Pocahontas show was going on when I first is went to... Is it where the Nemo show is now, Stephen? Do you remember? Is that where it was? can't remember. It was an open... It was an it open wasn't an enclosed one. It was an open stage. Yeah, that's it did true. have a rooftop, but it was an open stage, so I don't think it was there. That's true. Yeah, you may be right, but it was, I, it was, it was interesting. It was a little bit kind of like if you've ever seen um, the Lion King show with the tumble monkeys. It was kind of that on a bigger stage. Yeah, okay. Like there was a there was more and bigger kind of things. But then I definitely you know, saw this in Paris, but I don't think I ever saw it in Florida. It was cool, and it was one of those must-sees for my kids every time we went. And I remember sitting there going, why are they rollerblading? This has nothing to do with the show. But um, it worked, and I think Turk was one of the few characters besides you know, Tarzan and Jane um, that came out. But I remember, at, you know, and they would pick a child out at the beginning of every show to do the Tarzan yell, and my son got to do that. So that we just have a lot of happy memories and seeing that movie, the, the song and the, you know, I have a, a cousin who's a foster parent right now and she's, she's adopted three of them, but she's let a multitude of them go. And every time she does that, it, it breaks her heart, but there's this attachment that you get that they're always there. And so just the, the lyrics and the, the words of that song are important to me. Right on. Tim, since we are talking about Tarzan, anything to add? Yes, I am here. <clears throat> and I do not have any I'd never I've never seen Tarzan in the parks, but I'll have my wife try to dig it up. There is a picture of me holding Hercules. What? Well, I'm I'm actually yeah, I'm carrying him. That's awesome. <laughs> he was he was such a tiny little guy. He was so cute. And I asked him said, "Can I do and I said, "Can I do a Hercules hold?" And he's like, "What?" I said, "There's actually a strong man event called the Hercules hold." <laughs> <clears throat> so I picked, I scooped him up and yeah, I was holding him just, just like, you know, you'd carry your right over the threshold and there's me holding Hercules. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna need that picture. <laughs> I will make. I'll I'll find it. It I think it's on the uh, the old hard drive from some of our earlier Disney vacations, but I'll find it. That's awesome. That is really cool. Such a tiny little guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did he protest at all? <laughs> he didn't have a choice. So, <laughs> so basically, instead of Herc being on a roll, Herc was on a troll. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Clever. No, no, no. Cle- no, very, very, very clever word usage. Very clever word usage. But however, you should not bring up trolls. Because after all, when you bring up trolls, all it does is make us think of Maelstrom, and that's a very sad thing. Disappear! Forget. Disappear! Ever, ever forget. Disappear! Disappear! <laughs> I hated yeah, it. After all, we had to go ahead and replace it with the country of let's make 300 million more dollars on <laughs> and you know what? Singing, a singing snowman. And you know what? I like it better. Maelstrom was boring. It had no it had no uh, storyline. This one has a full story. I for one it welcome our new Vikings frozen overlords. And Vikings are enough. Nope. I welcome our Vikings. I welcome our new frozen overlords. Viva Frozen. I really have great I'm great agree with you. The what they've done with Arendelle and Maelstrom is absolutely fantastic. I was one of the ones that loved Maelstrom before, but going last time and, and going through the queue and going through the ride, it's fantastic, really. Is. It's so, so good. And it is better than Maelstrom. I'll Mesh. give it a chance. And I never thought I'd ever say that. I actually don't. I didn't, I mean, look, I will be the first to admit I didn't rush to get in line for Maelstrom. I wasn't that blown away by Frozen either. Meh to both of them. Yeah, but Tim, you need to let it go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's Dave's, that's Dave's number two. We're skipping him. He's just cheating. No, 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 no. It's Tim's. No, 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 no. When it comes to number two and me, we need to go. Tim, please, please just jump in. Just say anything. Oh no, 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 no! I, I don't, I don't know what else to do anymore. I mean, I, I mean, I've to, to, to protest. I'm, I've already boycotted pants. Now I'm, I'm boycotting everything else. Damn you! I'm done. <laughs> All right, Stephen, what's your second one? Yeah, my second one, 1994. Uh, my second trip over to Florida, and. This film had just came out, and it's the first time I'd actually been to a, a cinema in Florida. So we it was only out a couple of days, and we went to see The Lion King. And knowing all about it, and obviously you see all the adverts, and so you know it's going to come out, it's going to come out. So with two days, it was out, and we went to this theatre, and we're sitting there, and Sucker Life comes on, just the first, first, blast of the song just goosebumps everywhere absolutely everywhere and just looking at this my eyes wide open even just now you know and every time I hear it and there's an advert for I think it's Amazon Echo on the, the television just now over here and they're saying play my wake up song and that's the first one that comes on and you can still feel the emotion you still feel the the goosebumps in your arms just coming through in that. And obviously there's that has got so many different songs in it and so many good songs in it. 
but the album really it blows you away. Uh, and you can sing it like pirates. You can sing along with it with all your gusto. You know, it's karaoke songs sort of stuff. Uh, and everybody joins in because everybody knows this. But it's like, you know, seeing the Lion King uh, musical as well. You know, not just in Walt Disney World. Uh, went to, to New York to see the musical there as well. And it's so, so good. Uh, I love The Lion King as a film, but to actually have that first blaster sound coming out and facing you, goosebumps everywhere, just fantastic. It was made to impress, it definitely does do that. That's also the song that was playing when to wake me up when I opened up the uh, curtains to see the cast member washing a rock at... <laughs> Animal Kingdom Lodge, and no animals on the savannah whatsoever. I I completely agree, Stephen. That that opening scene puts that song and put the Lion King on the map, and has made has has given it has made it stand throughout you know throughout the decades at this point, where you know it, it, there's still. People still go back to it and still marvel at uh, at the animation. <clears throat> the uh, I mean, there, there was there was some new uh, there there was actually a lot of new uses of a brand new multiplane camera in that. Some of those opening shots they were amazing. Uh, it's and the song along with the animation, honestly, has to probably go down as one of the best opening scenes, if not the best opening scene in animated movie history. I would even go beyond animated movies and beyond so Disney and go into just general cinema. Right. Cinema, sorry, bar, cinema. It set the bar very differently. Yeah. For, yep. for Yeah. That was actually the first Broadway show I saw when I moved up north. And every other show that I've seen has been measured against that. And there are very few that live up to that. I still haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's incredible. It really is. It's I saw it in New York, saw it in Broadway, and I saw mm-hmm. it in Edinburgh as well. And obviously the Edinburgh one would be a, a totally scaled down one compared to the Broadway one, but it, it really, the, the sound and the, the voices yeah. are just as good. You know? I remember walking out of the Broadway one during intermission and my heart was beating so hard <laughs> just from the excitement that I just couldn't wait to go back in and and see and hear more but yeah i think even in just the animated movie i think it set the bar so much higher for uh for music and for the show itself and for animation it was it was incredibly done excellent and now i'm going to actually uh bring it back to uh, a really important song in the disney canon and this is because it was Walt Disney's favorite, and it has a very important part for me. Uh, and that's uh, Feed the Birds from Mary Poppins. I knew you'd have that in there. Yep. Well, I have a little tradition that every uh, every year on the first day of school, before my students come in, I sit in my classroom and I just listen to Feed the Birds because it kind of just pretty much affirms what I'm trying to do with my career. And it's just kind of a reminder of why I'm there and what I need to actually do in within the school year. And a couple of times, mid-year or so, you know, kind of just get 
caught up in the hustle and bustle of it. I kind of have to like whenever I take a trip or anything mid mid year to kind of recharge. I come back into the classroom and before my first period class, I play it again and it just gets played for me sporadically through the school year to kind of just keep my little ump going. And the message of it just affirms what I've been trying to do. It's awesome. Thank you. I will say I had not paid much attention to this song until the first time I heard you say it was among your favorites. And, um, I went back and listened to it and the lyrics really are incredible. And I think people may shortchange this song. I mean, it's from an older Disney movie, so it's probably not been seen by uh, as many of our generation today, but the, the lyrics are beautiful and I, I understand why it's important to you. Walt Disney also listened to it every day when he started work in his office. Mm-hmm. And um, also, uh, with uh, an interview with the Sherman brothers, uh, Richard Sherman said that every once in a while, Walt would come in, would, would come down from his office into, into their office, <clears throat> walk over to the window, stare out, and say, hey, guys, can you play it one more time? That's what I might and, have been thinking of. Yeah. And the one of the – an underrated movie, which – I wish that people would have paid attention to more recently saving Mr. Banks, which told the story of how important the entire story of Mary Poppins was to Walt Disney. And one of the best scenes in that, uh, Jason Schwartzman, who's playing, uh, Richard Sherman, I believe, <clears throat> and does a fantastic job. You hear, you see Walt sitting on a bench and you see, you, you, you see him here. Richard Sherman plunking out Feed the Birds. And Walt gets up and walks back into the building, walks into the office, and you see him just kind of feeling out this song. And then, I mean, to, to hear the finished product, to hear Julie Andrews, who is an amazing actress, an amazing voice, uh, worth every bit of the Academy Award she earned in that movie, uh, to hear her sing it is, it's, it is an extremely beautiful song. I mean, Quite honestly, now I'm kind of scrambling because that was my third song. I'm sorry. Because Tom. it is. No, 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 no. <laughs> this, this is this is the beauty of it. I'm so glad that I'm so glad to see that it's an important song to you as well, because it is it is a quintessential part of Disneyana. Yes, yes, it is. <clears throat> Beautiful. All right. Shall we move on to round three? Sure. All right. Stephen, will you start us off with your third choice? Well, it's not going to be an episode of me being on here without talking about my favorite film. And Let me guess. Um, no. <laughs> Treasure Planet? <laughs> Look, honestly, Treasure Planet and Atlantis, I love both of those films, and they're very, very so underrated by Everybody in the Disney community is not real. I've never even seen but, them. But that is a good call because John Resnick's song, a Jim's, Jim's theme for Treasure Planet, is fantastic. And I love playing that song. It really, I can have it on my playlist anytime. And that's a really, really good song. It's a good shout call. I'm Dave there. <laughs> I never even thought about that one. <laughs> but going back to what Rebecca was saying earlier on, uh, Talking soundtracks, 
for a soundtrack to to bring a movie to life is amazing because it just fits in with everything in, in what you're actually seeing visually and audially. Well, audially, audially, yeah. We'll give it to you. Yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, but it's Tron Legacy, and right from I mean I'm a big fan of Daft Punk anyway, so when they were brought in to do this film, being Tron is one of my favourite films anyway. With Tron Legacy coming out, it just fits in with everything that it goes along right the way through from the start when you're talking about the grid, you know you're talking about when they're actually getting drawn back into the the, the arcade uh, and they're actually going in the light cycles and but one of the best songs is D-Rezzed it's, it's just up pumping you know you can do it for a workout you can do it for a walk you can just listen to it I could listen to it anytime but the soundtrack from first putting it on right the way through to the tour is just so so, so good and it just brings all the film back to you all the time. And I mean, I, I don't know how many times I've seen Tron Legacy, but you see it on adverts, you see it on uh, TV programs, that there's certain snippets actually drawn from the soundtrack. And I always say to the kids when they're here, they say, that's with, that's with Tron soundtrack, that's with Tron. You know, and they, they can't hear it, but as soon as it comes on, you can just hear the it all filtered back in and it just brings your mind back to to my favourite film. And I know nobody likes it on here, apart from Joe. Joe Joe's the only sensible one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's so good. And I feel, I mean, I have two different versions of the soundtrack on my iPod. You know, it's just great. I'm actually gonna go look for it now. <laughs> it really is good. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I've watched the, both of the movies, but I couldn't place the soundtrack or the music, I don't think, so I'll go look for them. The soundtrack for the first one is quite good as well. Uh, there's bits in that that are sort of a wee bit out there, but <laughs> uh, yeah, and I mean, they're a wee bit slow, and, you know, but uh, the new one is definitely upbeat. I would recommend going to find that and just give it a listen. Nice. You never know. You might like it. You might actually be drawn to actually liking the film. You never know. I mean, I like Joe. I like you. I like things that you and Joe like. It's possible. <laughs> I'm not. It's It's got to be better than the Move It, Shake It parade. God, I. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Party up. <laughs> I'm gonna play nothing but the Move It Shake It Parade when I see you next. It's gonna be the a soundtrack to our weekend. That's fine because I'll just hit I'll just hit you with the Miami Sounds Machine. Rather, <laughs> oh, gonna get hard one of these days. Yeah. I'll definitely okay. I'll definitely why don't, get on why don't we feet. go ahead and turn the beat around and get back on this? Uh, you know, exactly. Yeah, get, get back on track here. Oh, you're all. You're all no. Exactly. Yes, I know. Yeah. Oh, a pox proud. on you. <laughs> a pox on you all. <laughs> so, Tim. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to go with it's a short piece of music, but 
still, I think, an absolutely beautiful piece of music. And a lot of people, I don't think, know that it's written by such a brilliant man, which is uh, the Soren soundtrack. Okay. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> the the Soren the Soren soundtrack is written by none other than Jerry Goldsmith. A lot of people have no idea, uh, and I had no idea. Jerry Goldsmith has Jerry Goldsmith wrote the uh, you know the score for uh, Star Trek the motion picture. He wrote the score for Patton. He wrote the score for Rudy, which. Regardless of what you may think of Notre Dame football, Rudy is probably one of the... The soundtrack is absolutely beautiful, gorgeous, and just pairs with the movie so, so well. Very, uh, very heartfelt piece of music. And Soren is one of those... One of those songs that just really... It's, it's so good, it's so captivating... It doesn't matter where you are. You are transported immediately back to that attraction. Okay, so Tim, you... before you continue, yes. uh, I'm I'm just asking you for specification music. You're talking about the original Soren over California. That is okay. correct. All right, because I agree. I so just much want... better than a new one. Yeah, I just want I just wanted to make that distinction for our listeners. Please continue. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. <clears throat> but yes, the yes the original uh, the original Soren over California uh, was written by you know was written by this gentleman and again it just he he has such a way with music he has such a way to you know to you know to basically build you know build the anticipation he knows how to build to a crescendo uh, he just he knows very uh very very much like John Williams knows how to tell a story with his music and just captures you know captures the attraction so well that again when you when you hear those notes you're transported immediately back there you hear a certain part of the song you're transported immediately back to that scene yep when you when you're listening to it you smell the orange groves yes i mean and yes like a true blackhawk fan you boo when you see the staples center because the kings suck <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but yes, it is. Uh, it is. It is a very, very beautiful piece of music. I absolutely love it. And another one of those. Just it's a. Just that that music association where you hear something and you're immediately shot back. Uh, it's, it's a, a wonderful job. Song. Yeah, it, it yeah, really it is. Really is relaxing. Soren, I, everybody, everybody at will say, "Oh, what's your favorite ride, or what's your favorite thing?" And Soren is my happy place. Like I can, I have the video from the original saved on my phone, and I can hit play. And no matter what kind of day I'm having, like Tim said, I'm immediately back. Um, and sometimes I don't even remember the actual scene of where it is in the show, but the music just makes me happy. The music has the ability to remind me of those good moments and those happy moments. And for, it's the first time I think I've ever experienced where the sense of sound for me in this instance is stronger than the sense of smell, because typically I'll smell something that will remind me of a memory. And this is the first um, time where the sense of sound is stronger than that sense of smell. Like the, the sense of sound immediately can transport me. Totally agreed. And it's amazing. 
I actually picked two number ones because I was afraid that somebody would take one of mine. And this before was we go, before you go Sorry. to your number ones. Oh no, I think like you said, I think that it's I think that it's great that you chose that because it's shared company and you know it's it's a it's the same same moment that I love. Okay, so before we go to your number one and since we're on the subject of it, how do you guys feel about Soren over the world? I don't like some of the CGI parts. Yeah, I, I think it's a bit over-manufactured. Yeah. It's yep. fine. I love it. I'll write it when I go. But it it doesn't possess the same innate natural ability to make me happy that the original one did. Yeah. Why do you need to mess with nature? Why do you I, I need, don't to need to add things? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't, yeah. I don't need, you know, those moments in the original where something caught you by surprise or unexpected and fun. And when they're in every single scene of the new one, they lose their experiment a little bit, in my opinion. Well, that and also, how arrogant can you be to think, oh, let's do something <laughs> to bump up the Serengeti? Who are you? Who yeah. are you? We, we can make let's polar add, bears yeah. super cool. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's add something to the you know to the beauty of the Arctic Circle. Let's add something to the Serengeti. Let's add something to the pyramids. They don't need anything added. That's why they're called the wonders of the world. People will travel there, and they don't need your crappy CGI, whatever you came up with on your Commodore sixty four. But it is fun to sneeze Ran during over. the elephant scene, and everybody laughs when you sneeze. Again, it's <laughs> it's fun. I don't think it's necessary. I, I feel like it loses some of its charm. Yeah, totally agree. But it's over. I don't have, I used to love Soren. It was my happy place. I don't have to do Soren ever again until they bring My feeling is eventually California is going to be coming back at one point because they, before they got rid of it, they took the time to digitize the California version of it. So why would they, painstakingly do that while the other one was in production why would they digitize one and then all of a sudden just abandon it i kind of have a feeling eventually you might have an opportunity to make a choice even if even if they go back to it at disneyland i would make a trip to disneyland to ride it it's a bit like spectrum magic and main street electrical parade though you know they just keep swapping them around and i think that's what they'll do not spectrum for a magic. special time Spectro is Possibly. Spectro ended up in the dumpster. Ouch! Backstage no, at the not anymore, maybe. But they used to do that. But I think that's what they'll do. They'll give you the choice, you know, for a, a limited period you'll be able to come and see it. Yeah, for the whatever anniversary uh, of the blah blah blah, you can choose which one you want to see. Yeah. But, which I would love, by yes, the way. I would I too, actually. Not, yeah, I think that that would be amazing. Yeah. Um and, and I don't get me wrong, I do enjoy the new one. I, I will go see it. It's just, it's just another ride now. I get you. And Becca, what's your number one? My number one is actually in the rumor mill quite a bit right now. It's being talked about and volleyed around a lot about a possible change. So. Um, I have mixed feelings about it, but my number one is the theme music from Illuminations. Um, okay. I, <laughs> I sort of cut my teeth uh, for Disney on Illuminations. It was actually the very first fireworks 
that I ever saw. Um, and over the years, um, the lyrics at the end of the song, the We Go On lyrics and just the music itself have become one of those musics, whether I am happy, sad, celebrating, commiserating, no matter what I'm doing, those lyrics and that music seems to fit my mood. I listened to it when I crossed the finish line both times uh, in my run Disney races. I've listened to it at every key point and celebration and commiseration of my life it just seems to uh fit my mood no matter what and it's it's one of those soundtracks and it the music itself the score um the way it you know moves up into this sort of point where it sort of crashes at around minute 12 is incredible to me and um i fall asleep to it at night i wake up to it in the morning it's the ringtone on my phone so it's a huge part of my life and it's probably one of those pieces where even if it were to go away from the parks, it will always sort of be part of my life soundtrack. I think if they actually took it away from the parks as far as the actual show, I think the I think that it would still cycle through at the end of the night. Like after Illuminations, as you're walking out, you could hear Tapestry of Nations. So I think they would put it in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Yeah. But it's definitely it's definitely one of those uh, that I total I'm totally agree with you on this one. It's just there's such a it strong part of there's just a strong build up in that music, and it it just kind of just you go away feeling good about yourself after listening to that song. You do. You go away feeling good. You go away feeling strong and empowered. And there's just so much of it that. I, I just appreciate it. And for me, it is, um, at least for me, it is very stereotypically Disney. It is it is what I think about when somebody says Disney to me. And it's kind of one of those things where I don't feel like I've been on a Disney vacation unless I've heard that. I get you. Anybody? Yep. Yep. The whole eliminations thing is good. I've, I've talked about this on here before that it loses its way in the middle but at the beginning it's really really good in the middle it loses it and at the end it comes back and just especially with the right at the, the last sort of gas just when all the fireworks go up and all the crackles go up and just whoosh, <laughs> it's, it, it sends you home with a smile on your face because the last thing you want to do is obviously leave Epcot you know it, it's half past nine twenty past nine when it's finished uh, but if you're going to leave, leave them with a smile on their face, and that's what that does. Yeah, I, I can't say that I would be terribly sad to see them change the show itself, but I, I, I will absolutely miss the music. Okay, so is there anybody else, the amount of times I've seen Illuminations, I'm at this point now, I didn't realize I was doing it, but I was with my father, and he's just watching me, and I was just laughing because... I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm standing there in the middle of the World Showcase conducting because it's like I know when the I know when the explosions are going to go on. I'll I'll point to a pavilion and the lights will go on right be right at, before they start um, when they do the little introduction. I blow as I blow as the torches go out. 
I, it's just one of those things that it just it's like spot on and my father's watching me just laughing with it because I don't even know I'm doing it Dave is the sorcerer's apprentice yeah. you know <laughs> I, I actually do the blow thing I, I and I didn't realize it until I was watching a video after I came back home of the fireworks and I've got my phone up videotaping and all of a sudden I hear myself go <sighs> and I'm like what and it was it was me yeah it's kind of like standing in the tower of terror and reciting that entry thing under your breath without really realizing that you're doing it and, or in dinosaur um, yeah yes right. yes so um tim is being awfully quiet over there <laughs> i'm sure we lost tim because it always happens every show up on me because he doesn't like illuminations is that what you're saying <laughs> We just switched off. This is, this is why I said I wanted to get where he was on, uh, where he was on social media at the beginning in case this happens. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yes, yeah, See? No, 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 no. It's it, no. I, I'm. I was being quiet because I was listening. And honestly, Illuminations is absolutely some of my favorite music. It's outstanding. It's uh, again every. Everything Rebecca said, I have to agree with because it's, <clears throat> it's, <clears throat> pardon me, it is one of those songs that, especially uh, the uh, the words at the end, the uh, we go on. I mean, just it's it's perfect. I mean, it it really is absolutely perfect. I I love it, and it, yeah, there's there's really not much else to say other than I if it's messed with. Yeah, it's gonna. It'll bother me. I know that it'll bother me, but it's just one of those. I guess. Uh, I guess the way I can look at it is, I you know I've I've been able to enjoy it quite a few times, and Absolutely. and the music's always going to be there. Yeah, it is one of but the it, best. But it just makes you feel so so good about everything like i you can't listen to that song and leave cranky even in the i mean we that's where we spent a couple of new year's eves and it gets a little scary you know and crowded and cranky and and music comes on and and you just are swept away so last week last week i was um there for the Princess Half Marathon, and I got to stay at Bay Lake Tower. Shout out to my friend Jeanette Pellegrini for letting me uh, crash with her there, because that was amazing being able to stay there. But I had my uh, buddy Dan, who, uh, well, I guess I can't call him a cast member, because he actually works for the Reedy Creek Improvement Association. And uh, he was up in our room, just hanging out, and we're on the balcony, and illumination starts, and we could see Epcot from our balcony, we're on the 14th floor. And he's like, hold on for a second. Let me pull up the music. Let me see if I can time this right. And he was able to time the, he's seen the illumination so much that he was, he knew, he looked at the, he looked at his, his watch and he knew exactly where they were in the show. And he was able to cue up the music right with the, right with all the fireworks. So we're watching from like five miles away on, on our balcony with the music going right at the same exact time. And it was like a perfect sync up. It was just, it was great. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll be sorely missed. And, and I think that, you know, I think it's been around what, 20 years. So 
I think that we're looking at a, t- a change in the near future, Probably. but hopefully they'll find that music a new home. Yes. Most definitely. It'll be like entrance music like Soren is now or something like that, but it will it will be yeah. it will be living on in the parks, I'm sure of that. If not, I'll be wandering through the parks listening to it on my phone. Yep. <laughs> Cause Disney's not the boss of me. This is true. <laughs> and there's a side story that I have about my music that will uh I'll bring I'll bring back to that and use your example with that, but everybody else went, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna redeem myself here with the move it, shake it, and <laughs> oh, this better be good. <laughs> plain and simple, the soundtrack to the Main Street Electrical Parade. It just makes the Main Street Electrical Parade just makes me happy. I remember growing up, there was no money to travel to Disney. I always wanted to go. My parents always said, if we win the lottery, we'll take you to Disney. It was just one of those things that just. It just was, it was always one of those things, study hard, you can go to Disney, do whatever, but they can never take us to Disney. And I remember growing up, I had three images of my mind with Disney World was. I saw I saw a TV show, and I remember it's a small world. My mother said, my mother said she went in the 1970s. She's like, oh, that's Pirates of the Caribbean. And for some reason, when I first time saw Pirates, I was surprised to see that they were lifelike because I had this image of, the pirates being the same size as the small world dolls kind of going through. <laughs> and the other thing that I always remember seeing was the circus, not the circus, the train and Peach Dragon. So Elliot from the MSEP just uh, chugging down Main Street. Those were the images that I had from like the little golden books or something when they would talk about either Disney World or Disneyland with everything. And it was just one of those things that when I first visited Disney, I I visited Disney for the first time when I was 30. After I backpacked through Europe, I I did a whole national parks tour in my 20s. I always figured, okay, eventually I'll go to Disney, but I have nobody to go to Disney with. I realized at this point, I'm like, you know what? I want to go to Disney. So it was the next travel place on on my bucket list. And... I, I knew nothing about the Main Street Electrical Parade except for those two floats, and I just had images of just lights jumbled in my head, not knowing what I was going to expect. I didn't know about the music. Then all of us, I'm standing in front of the Hall of Presidents. It was the first time in the Magic Kingdom. Right before that, I rode, I rode the Haunted Mansion. I heard so much about it. I had just gotten off my first ride ever on the Haunted Mansion, then took my spot in front of the Hall of Presidents, and then all of a sudden that electronic music just hit. And I was like, oh my god, I'm crossing something I've always wanted to do since childhood off my bucket list. And it was just this incredible feeling, and to this day I I hear that intro part of right before the parade actually starts, and I just get goosebumps. Did I redeem myself, Becca? Yes. Okay. In my book, you did. I can't speak for most, Tim or Steven. Most <laughs> definitely. Yes. Most yeah. definitely. There's, there's, you literally can't compare that music to anything. There's, there's no other Disney soundtrack. There's nothing that even, as being sort of a computer geek, I remember when I first started doing, you know, computer work. There were these MIDI's that you would download, mm-hmm. 
and it was that overly synthesized music. And I remember I didn't go to Disney until I was 26. And I remember standing on Main Street when that parade started. And I thought, what the hell is this? And then it arrived and I was blown away. And the music was part of that. So yeah, 100%. I'll, I'll go ahead and tip my, uh, tip my hand and show my age on this one. The first time I saw that parade, I was four years old, and it was 1982. And, oh my, that that completely blew my mind. Uh, you know, my, my old man, he was, uh, <clears throat> God love him, he was the oldest. Uh, he was the oldest of 11, and they never took vacations. Uh, he, they never did, and he always swore, no matter how hard he had to work, we were going to go on a vacation every year. And when I was four, I was very, very lucky enough to be able to go to Walt Disney World and see the Main Street Electrical Parade. Uh, and seeing that just blew my mind. It was, uh, I mean, it was one of the most amazing things that I ever, I mean, just as, as a four-year-old, I couldn't, I, you know, I had, my mother had read books to me and we had seen videos and just seeing that was it. Yeah. It, wow. It just, it, uh, it set my world on fire. Uh, I never had ever seen anything like that in my life and to see all of that live. And what's fun is now it's unfortunately now gone, but it, when I, you know, going back, you know, as, as an adult and seeing these younger kids see that stuff for the first time, it's, uh, it, God, does it really energize you? I can't, I can't even imagine how parents feel seeing their, you know, seeing that and then seeing their kids see it. That would be out of, out of this world. Amazing. Uh, that's gotta be one of the best feelings you can ever have. Cause I mean, just even, even just seeing just a random kid watching this stuff for the first time is amazing. You know, seeing them see the wonder and the magic that you got to see when you were a kid. It's it's why, it's just so neat. That's why things last so long. Because we're talking about illuminations, we're talking about Main Street Electrical Parade. These things just last for, forever because folk will maybe go there once and to actually see it and, it, you know, experience but it, you know, what it's actually like first off. You might actually only go there once, you know, in your lifetime. But the amount of folk that are actually only going to Disney World once in their lifetime, that's how they can draw it out for so long. Because folk will experience that, speak to other folk, and then they'll go. But they don't have to change things every couple of years. Not something as big as that. Because everybody's going every week here like Dave, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I didn't mean to drop the uh, like the sap bomb there, but that was such a huge. Oh my god, thing. Tim, you made me cry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was just it was such a neat thing. I mean, a... like the whole hand waving in front of my face and everything. <laughs> god, it was bad. To be fair, I'll I'll see I'll see if I can get uh, I'll see if I can get uh, uh, I, my mom has an old photo of like tiny four year old me holding Tigger's hand, so. <laughs> I'll see if I can dig it up. That was just as ugly then, by the way. No, 
know. It just it's amazing to hear that you that 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 is sort of like I love that. I love that story of you being four as much as I love the story of me being 26 because it's the same awe. It's the same excitement. It's the same, just, it's, it's just the same. It's like Stephen said, that's why they don't need to change it out because the people who have seen it want to say it again. And for the people who haven't seen it, it's an incredible experience no matter how old it is. Very, very much agree. So that's, and, and it's fun because hearing you say what you saw when you were four, like I can see my son the first time he went, he was six and I had the same sort of desire to give my children what I didn't have growing up. And, and that was these sorts of vacations. And so, you know, I remember taking my son at six who really took it for granted at the time. He thought everyone vacationed like this. And then I, I remember when we, him at 16 and I remember looking at me and going I don't think that I will ever know how hard you work and I don't think you will ever know how much this means to me and so he like I now envision him having these same memories that you do as an adult that I didn't get to have but I'm so grateful to have given him as a parent so it's amazing that is that is neat and I mean and especially you know, again, trying to let him know it's, you know, hey, you know what, this isn't, don't take this for granted. Not everybody gets to do this, you know, and that's, yeah. that's, that's so important to, so important to remember. And I think that's why my memories are as fond as they are, because I was lucky enough to have parents who worked their butts off to do something like that for me, who were, who were, who were willing to take me. I mean, they had friends who, they left their kids at home on vacation. There were kids who got left at home. I, I, I mean, got we to do go. that too. <laughs> you know what? No, I, I, believe me, it's, I, I always look back and like, I don't know why you left. I don't know why you took me on this one. You guys should have just went. <laughs> I mean, my my father. I mean, but I mean, again, God, you know, God bless him. The third shift Irish cop that he was <laughs> took me. <laughs> I was fourteen years old, and he took me to Las Vegas for spring right break. Now. Oh no! Oh, he took me to stop. Las Vegas for spring break once. <laughs> I am a fourteen-year-old kid. What am I going to do out here? Oh, my God, be Don't quiet. Let me be quiet. <laughs> let me gamble, and I'll take you to Wet and Wild one day. And he did. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, Dave, you you redeemed yourself. Well done. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to let you live down the movie. Shakespeare, that Vamos song is quite catchy, spirit. especially for Run Disney. It actually works very well. It's just as you're walking into the Magic Kingdom and it's on its way back out. You know, that's the one that they play it at the end. It's just a catchy song, you know, and it, it, it's talking about the Magic Kingdom. So it kind of fits. You get to see you get that you get that little. Uh, thing of getting to see characters right at the beginning it's like it's like you're seeing a celebrity you know whatever whenever there's a character around i feel like i'm i feel like i have a celebrity sighting so it's just one of those things that it's like it's like you have to take a look at the mickey floral when you're walking by if there's characters you just have to look at them and you know it's the move it shake it does it does its thing so 
you know, it has intrinsic value. I'm not going to actually make a make a uh, schedule. Oh, I need to see. <laughs> I movie just don't Shake think it. in 20 years we're going to sit here and talk about the movie Shake It Parade. No, it's the way just, we're talking about Illumination. Move it. <laughs> you're you're not like I said. Move it, Shake It is just one of those things that oh, it's atmosphere as you it's street atmosphere as you're walking by. Oh, that's nice. But I actually stop for it. Absolutely not. Even when I had my niece with me one time, I'm like, I do not want to stop for this to let her dance at this point. I want to go ride Haunted Mansion. <laughs> All right, good boy. <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah. All right, but with that said, lady and gentlemen, let's go around the table and uh, let everybody know where we can be found on social media. Steven, where are you? Yeah, you can get me on Twitter, uh, SJM Disney. Tim? You can find me on the Twitter machine at plain underscore Tim, and you can find me on Facebook at Tim Schweska, and all complaints can go to at Chuck in the chat. Excellent. <laughs> you can find me at Figments Reality. And Becca, where can we find you? I move it and shake it on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at BeccaBerry73. Excellent. And you can find the Mickey Dudes on Twitter and on Instagram at actually on Twitter at the Mickey dudes on Instagram at the Mickey dudes podcast. Also be sure to follow our Facebook page and check out our brand new YouTube channel. We have Kyle weekly uh, giving a roundup of the news. It's not an everyday news show like some other uh, entities do with us. It's more of, okay, this is what's going on. And he adds a little bit of his own commentary in. we have a little discussion about it. He'll uh, give you our views at times to it also. So it's just, uh, it's a good, it's a good reason to tune in and just uh, watch Kyle be Kyle. So I'm very happy that he's uh, <laughs> undertaken this little project of, of uh, ours with that and much appreciated for him running that channel over there. So, and check out his new uh, channel, Diz Pipe too, where he pretty much just smokes a pipe and talks about Disney. So. It's fascinating. (laughs) Give him that. Give him. Give him a watch, also. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Go out and enjoy some Disney music, and have a magical day.
just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon. You gotta be <laughs> Oh, there he is. There, that comes through? Are you kidding me?